0: Good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of Scripture? We begin a brand new podcast week right now with this release. And I'm going to do something a little bit different this week as well. I've been doing some personal reading, the writings of a man named Francis Dixon. And uh, he actually wrote a really good devotional series entitled Our Lord's Interviews. And, he, what he does is he takes selective conversations that took place between Jesus and individuals in his ministry, and he shows them the con he shows us the content of those and then draws some good devotional principles and thoughts from those and so I'm going to do the same thing, and I just wanted to give him credit for uh, prompting my mind and helping me with this series that I think is going to be rich and helpful to us. And so, in order to do that, I'm going to begin by taking the first interview that I have had opportunity to read about, and that is in Luke chapter 22. In Luke 22, uh, there is a passage of Scripture here that is certainly one of the most sobering passages of Scripture that I would have ever read. Uh, there are a couple that stand out to me like that throughout the New Testament. One of them is. Oh, and Matthew, we'll cover perhaps sometime, but when Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, uh, didn't I do all these things for you? And he'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you. That's going to surely be sobering to a lot of people who had a pretense of religion, but didn't have a real relationship with God. But here in Luke chapter 22, we have another sobering uh, interview that Jesus has. And I think these two verses that I want to share with you are, I don't know if there's any more tender and at the same time more terrifying than those which Jesus has in his interview with Peter at the end of his ministry in the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke 22 uh, 22 verse 31 says this, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat but I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Well, when I read these verses about that intimate interview that Jesus had with Peter, it really begs some questions here. And the questions are that, uh, did Satan want Peter at this time? Did he in fact ask for Peter? I mean, after all, uh, at this point, uh, Satan had been successful at recruiting Judas uh, in order to betray the Lord. Was he looking for another betrayer in the life of Peter? Uh, and beyond that, does P, does Satan want us? And is Satan at work in our lives? Uh, because we need to be careful that we don't confine the remarks that Jesus makes to Peter to just Peter himself. They have application to every believer because when Jesus says, Peter, Satan has asked to sift you, the word you in the original text is plural. It refers to all disciples and includes all Christians. Uh, Certainly Jesus was addressing Peter in a very intimate setting uh, personally, but he is literally saying to Peter that uh, Satan would love to attack and sift everybody who claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm suggesting to you today these verses reveal something really about the Lord. I would suggest that they speak to you about God's perfect knowledge of our whole future path. That stands out to me about the Lord's insight into Peter's life. He knew everything that was going to happen to Peter. Nothing was a surprise to him. He was God in the flesh. He absolutely knew that Satan was going to be attacking Peter uh, and that he would actually come very close in that he denied the Lord three times. He knew that Peter would be absolutely broken, filled with remorse, terrible, terrible discouragement, uh, that but that also he would be restored, and that as a result of that failure he would be much better qualified to be able to strengthen those who were his brethren. You can look in John chapter 1 verse 42 and then you can compare John's Gospel chapter 21 and you can see that very thing. But in this passage the interview actually goes on and in verse 33 and verse 34 Jesus said and and uh, Peter said and he said unto him, "Lord, I'm ready to go with thee both into prison and to death." And he said, "I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou hast Thrice denied that thou knowest me. So how solemn it is, and I think this is good for us to reflect on, that the Lord knows beforehand about your failures. He knows about your trials, your sorrows, those times of testing, the times when the pressure comes on you to take your stand for the Lord. And there's great comfort in the fact that that our Lord not only knew what was going on in Peter's life, but that he had appointed that very struggle and trial in order to strengthen him to be a better servant. Secondly, I would suggest that these verses tell us about the Lord's personal concern for each of his children. I love that. I love that particular thought. Uh, I noted that the word you in verse 31 is plural, uh, but I want you to notice it's interesting in verse 32 the you is singular. He said, I have prayed, Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee, for, for you, that your faith fail not. Um, why is this? Because Peter at that very moment was in special danger and Jesus was personally concerned for him. That's why I love that change in that pronoun there. It went from Satan desires to sift all of you disciples to verse 32. Jesus is saying, I'm praying for you specifically, Peter, because you're in this terrible uh, pressure-filled situation, and I care about you, and I love you. Uh, That's why in Job 23 and verse 10, Job says, I and not we. And it's the same that is true in David's expression of confidence in Psalm 138, verses 7 and 8. Uh, in the, you look those up. In the wonder of our Lord's general care for his children, don't you ever lose sight, you're listening to this, don't you ever lose sight of his loving concern for you. He knows your circumstances. He knows what you're going through. He's even arranged that you be put in a circumstance where you're going to increase in your Christ-likeness in your own life. Then I would suggest to you that these lords reveal these uh, verses reveal something about the Lord in that they speak to us about the Lord's powerful intercession, which guarantees His love and security to us. I mean, why did he? Why else would he say to Simon, "I have prayed for you"? Well, first, because he was actually going to pray for Peter. He, those weren't just words, you know. So often we, as human beings, will say that, "Well, I'm going to pray for you," and then out of sight, out of mind. Literally, he Jesus said, I'm going to pray for you. Secondly, because here we have a picture of what Jesus is doing actually right now. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 24 and 25 actually remind us of this, that we have an intercessor. And although Peter failed, the Lord kept him and brought him through. And all this was the result of his intercession You look that up, those verses, and compare that. If you're his child, he'll bring you through. Don't you ever forget that. There is something very tender about this passage of Scripture that reminds me that I have a champion. I have one who is standing for me, one who loves me, one who cares for me. Uh, He knows my whole future path. Uh, He has a personal concern for who I am. And yet at the same time, he intercedes which guarantees uh, His care for me. These are truths to meditate on today. Walk with the Lord, will you? Think about these things. And may God bless you as you serve Him today.